For everything there is a season. A time for peace, a time for war, a time for love, a time for hate, a time for having a penis where your butthole is. And most importantly, a time for expansion. This week on the whole ball game, the 1993 MLB expansion draft. What's up, Lakers? I think it's safe to say, Gabe, that your time is up and our time is now. <laughs> we are here to expand into uh, Western territories and Southeastern territories and um, discover what uh, what that looked like. And, you know, there are, there are two baseball-related things going on tonight, this and a uh, Game 7, and there's only one of those things that's worth a fuck, and I'll give you a hint which one that is, and it is this one. It is the whole ball game. You got him right. It's an interesting thing to tackle. Uh, as a kid, I remember this happening mm-hmm. and not really understanding how it worked. And so I was intrigued, obviously. You got two teams coming into the league, and they get to choose players from other teams to populate their team. And I guess it makes sense, right? But Mm -hmm. how the fuck does this happen? How does this work? Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that, you know, a little bit later when we kind of look at the nuts and bolts. But, yeah, basically, uh, you know, baseball decides it wants to expand. And, and, you know, obviously you you need really – two teams to do that and, and keep things even. And, um, yeah, not, not everybody is a fan, but, um, you know, there's obviously the financial aspects at play. You got to compensate the other teams for, you know, losing their players and things of that nature. And there's all sorts of, uh, I mean, I think, uh, was it, I believe the expansion fee for these franchises was like 95 million. 95 million. Yep. Yeah. So that gets split up amongst the other teams. And, um, but there was also, you know, we'll talk about it later, but you have the whole, these are two national league teams. So why the fuck do we have to give up our teams? Why do we have to give our players up? Says Jerry Reinsdorf. I don't think that's very fair. Yeah. Reinsdorf of a very vocal opponent of, uh, national league expansion. He's not the first. Uh, it's not the first time we've come across Jerry here. Jerry's a weasel fuck. Yeah, I think we. Uh, what did we? Uh, we discussed. Uh, you know, well, if we can win the title without Michael, then you know, maybe we can just get it done with Scotty. That's it. Um, yeah, Jerry. Uh, Jerry is a weasel fuck, and he's still around, right? Yeah, he sure is. He's hanging on by a thread. I imagine he's got to be close to death. Yeah, they kind of do that, don't they? Yeah, the rich ones, you know, they always find a way. They have some, you know, room full of young boys. They, oh. yeah, no, they suck their blood to oh, okay. stay vibrant. That's funny you should mention that, Gabe. It's funny you should say that, Gabe. You know, Dad had a room in the basement. He, we weren't rich family, really, but uh, he needed his young boy. Well, thanks, Rick. Uh, appreciate you popping in again this week. 
Yeah, unfortunately, you know, this is uh, the, the expansion, I believe, took place a little after uh, Rick's career. I think he <laughs> might have missed it by a couple years. Uh, but fuck, you know, Rick could have Rick could have been a Marlin. I could see that out there going one, two with Charlie Huff. <laughs> it, it wouldn't feel right unless he had the uh, uh, the tall, tall cap. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, those those teal Marlin ones were a little, uh, you know, we'll we'll see here later on. But there was a lot of teal in Florida. Um, Still in 90, is. Yeah, 93. So this is, you know, this is the last time that um, expansion counted and mattered. These are the last two official Major League Baseball teams that count and matter. Um, no coincidence, this happened prior to 1994. The uh, expansion post ninety four, we got the Diamondbacks and the Rays. So, mm-hmm. um, coincidence? I think not. I think not. Garbage. Um. So, tell me. You said you uh, you, you remember this. You kind of remember it happening. Mm-hmm. I I myself I had a uh, I had a Rockies starter cap. I had a Rockies uh, mm. t shirt. I was I was all about the new gear. I remember this cunt of a teacher in fifth grade, Mrs. Neal, yelling at me because I forgot to take my Rockies cap off. See, our teacher would let let me wear my caps if I wanted to. You could wear a hat. Just you had to remember to take it off when Miss Neal came. Miss Neal looked like the granny from fucking Looney Tunes. Oh, okay. Yep. So she's got the long denim ass dress. Knee socks. Yeah. No, she's got like a long dress, just oh, okay. covering everything. Big bouffant white hair. <laughs> Smells like white diamonds. Um, <laughs> what a whore. Yeah, yes. As your mother has uh, let us know. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so, but I had yet to make sure to Rest take it in off. Peace, Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It goes without saying, really. <laughs> um, you know, so I would forget Gone to take my... Gone too soon. I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to go there with your mother, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad you you said it, so... We, it's true. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not a lie. Um, but I'd forget to take it off and, and Miss Neal would lose her shit. And so I eventually lost my privilege to wear my baseball caps in class. And that's my fault, I guess. You know, I, I learned my lesson that, you know, I don't deserve anything. And if I uh, do make a slight mistake that doesn't matter at all to anything, uh, then I will be, uh, butt fucked and punished for it. So. Correct. Anyway, little side note. Um, I had, a, I mean, when it happened, I was, uh, I certainly sided with the Colorado side of things, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it was cooler. The logo was cooler. Uh, the mountains in the background, it's just cool, right? Yeah. Um, Dante Bichette fucking ruled. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. It just made sense to root for that team and not for the dipshit team in Miami. Yeah, yeah, the, the you know, the the teal could be a little alienate. Plus the Marlins, I mean, it, what what it's a fucking fish, man. Here's what the, here's here's what that fucking that team is. So that that first logo, it's just like the it's like a black F and it's got the fucking Marlin wrapped around it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wear that. I get one of those hats too later on. I wear that fucking thing and the I think this guy was like an assistant principal or something like that. But 
he sees me wearing this and big like this is a large probably early 40s southern um african-american gentleman with a a voice of thunder and he's probably like six three and 300 pounds and he sees me in this hat and he asks me if i am a fisherman and i like to fish and does the f stand for fish so that's what the fucking florida marlins were to me they people thought you were a fisherman if you were no one gives a fuck fucking hat because it's a marlin Oh, Fisherman Blake. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I am fisherman. I am not. I went fishing <laughs> once in my life when I was like seven years old and I had yeah. to take a fucking shit and I had oh. to go shit out in the woods and wipe my ass with a dirty ice bag that I was on the fucking wait, ground. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, God. That's right. Is that the first time you found a penis where your butthole is? No, see, everything was where it was supposed to be at that point. Okay, got it. Yeah, it went until I met uh, Tim McCarver around the World Series in 91 that my butthole and penis flipped. <laughs> but then it went back to the same. It, it didn't. It, it's weird. It just, anyway. Um, Dick so, Downing. Yeah, DB. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my early childhood memories of those, those two franchises. Plus the... Uh, the baseball cards are pretty fucking awesome. You know, he had two new teams and I remember being really gung ho about that in, uh, 93. Well, yeah, it's like, there's not much else for a kid to care about, right? Like mm-hmm. the hats, the t-shirts, the jackets, the cards are the most accessible. Yeah. Especially then, you know, you could get a pack of cards for a buck. I mean, yeah. Even, you know, tops for, I want to, yeah, I want to say when I first started getting cards, probably 93 is more expensive, but in 87, I think packs tops were like 50 cents at the grocery store or something like that. Yeah, I mean, when Stadium Club came out, I think they were $3 a pack. Yeah, those were high end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine down the street, Mike Jingens, uh, had, uh, his dad bought him like a case. Oh, of shit. Stadium Club. Jesus and Christ. Had, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> He had like binders full of cards, and I remember going down there and just looking through them and just being in complete awe. He's the he's the kid who every time I went to his house, um, I asked if I could listen to Tuesdays Gone by Mm -hmm. Leonard Skinner Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. because he's he he and his dad both are big metal metal heads. Yeah, and you listen to Doctor Feelgood by Metallica too, right? By Metallica, correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Fuck you, Blake. (laughs) Well, hey, I just want a little action, brother. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I because I, I remember there was some sort of uh, I want to f- I feel like there was a David Need autograph very early on. We'll come to see David later. But um, yeah, so those were the childhood memories of these two franchises, really. Um, but before, you know, we, we can get to that, we have to actually um get the the franchises in in existence don't we gabe Mm -hmm. um i think we're gonna we're gonna take a little look at something here we got a little what about 10 minute or so clip i'm sure we'll have linked up so yeah so in the the show notes uh you'll click on this this episode obviously is going to be a little bit different different uh there won't be a ball game right uh Mm -hmm. for uh at least another week uh but the link in the show notes 
is to a sort of amalgamation of the different cities that were vying for this team in Mm -hmm. 1993. They all put together these videos to sort of pitch Major League Baseball and the owners on what city should get the expansion teams. Mm -hmm. And so in the video, you have, I believe, five different metropolitan areas, we'll call them. Yeah, yeah. Looking for uh, the expansion team to come to their abode. Uh, And uh, what we'll do is we'll watch it together, and Blake and I will comment on it as we go, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit more in depth about this stuff. Absolutely. So uh, you'll head on over to the link, and like usual, we'll count it down for you. It's going to... I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play, you click play. In three, two, one, play. On Wednesday. Beautiful, beautiful music. Really is. Buffalo, Buffalo, Colorado, San Francisco. No, I'm sorry. South Florida, Orlando, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, interesting, mm-hmm. and Washington D.C. Yeah, they got that one done, didn't they? This is First without, up is Buffalo. Yes, without editorial comment, we'll note it that. Not from us, however. This, Look at this dump of a stadium. This stadium is not appealing. They they they, right. they put some stock into this stadium, and it's it's, and they got Larry fucking King yeah, pitching it. I was it. gonna say, does this sound familiar to you? Buffalo, New York. Hello. <laughs> Did he touch you? <laughs> it's like, and then the porn music yeah, starts. We have porno. We're in Buffalo. Larry King, fucking yes. Touch my shoulder pads. I fucked Cora, too. Oh, God. Ah, Larry, you're breaking my heart. I was always more of a Mets guy. (laughs) As as we watch this video, it's clear to see why Buffalo did not get a team. Um, Warren Spahn. Yeah. Willie Stargell. Warren Spahn and and Pops uh, couldn't get it across the finish line. (laughs) Uh, Willie... Willie Horton, too, all uh, advocating for Buffalo to get their team. Well, that's just not true, Larry. You're being dishonest. Buffalo is the natural. Natural for expansion, they say. Mm -hmm. Denver. Look who it is. Hey, it's Uke. It is music. Let me tell you something. Uke clearly has more pull than Larry fucking King. Oh, Look at that. Look at that magnificent basement he's in. Yeah, he's got the uh, the pool cues racked up behind him. He's got a collection of old 
Jim uh, Beam bottles. I was going to say, there. what are those? They look like wood carvings of some sort. Yeah, it's, bottles. Uh, the uh, the collectible Jim Beam bottles. Mm-hmm. Denver, about as ready as See. a city can be. The uh, the new stadium, I think, does them a lot of favors here. Open air, natural grass, forty thousand seats. And it is. I mean, it it ends up being a beautiful stadium. Yeah. Still is this day. It's a nice pitch, and they include all of these states mm-hmm. that uh, they think they'll pull people from the mountain yeah, range. Yeah, and they're not, and it's impressive like, to look at on the map. Yeah, because like all that, I mean, prior to the Royals coming along, the Cardinals were the farthest west team, and like all that area, basically, it was St. Louis fans, and then the Royals come in, and um, I'm surprised Orlando here really didn't get the team but i think i think it's clear why they still haven't had a team and it's about you know what they're claiming in the video is that they have so many tourists come to town during the summer that they're saying people are going to come and watch baseball no families aren't going to come and watch baseball while they're on a disney vacation no no tampa even does that too when there's mm-hmm Oh, uh, and see, they try to steal the Tampa. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck it. They're going to come here anyway. Fuck those Tampa assholes. You know, fuck all you guys down there. That's what I say. Fucking Florida. Fuck Florida. That's my as, stance. As I prepare to get on a plane. <laughs> hey, there's Tom Lawless. Uh, who's He's showing clips from the 1987 <laughs> World Series World for some Series. reason. Yep. Hey, it's baseball, man. Well, I know, but it's it's I'm going four to years Disney later. World. I guess. Do they do that in baseball? Ah, see, that's the pitch. They're trying to pitch, including tickets to see the Orlando Rays mm-hmm. uh, as part of a vacation package with mm, Disney. Yeah, tickets. outstanding. Look at this dickhead. Yeah, well, it's interesting to see the two that won, right? Yeah. Uh, compared to the rest. And South Florida is... I think there's one man in particular that gets it done for South Florida. And we'll find that out later. Hmm. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. It's not this dipshit, though. It is not. If you aged this guy about 50 years and gave him about 25 pounds and cut off about seven inches of height. I I should know this man. I know him. I know I know him, but I cannot put my finger on it. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Mm. Wayne Huizenga. It all comes back to video stores, doesn't it? Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's the uh, Hispanic audience. It's big. I'm sure they appreciate the Christopher Columbus uh, celebration there. Just throw that in there, the dumb fucks. I mean, my God. Christopher Columbus Jubilee. As you're talking about the Hispanic population. 
Hispanic America's team. Do you think that happened? Would you call the Marlins the Hispanic American team? Look, Ozzy was the coach there for a while, so sure. One point seven million people. I would argue you probably have more Hispanic. Well, maybe not more, but I think some of your uh, maybe Houston, possibly. Uh, yeah, no, no. I think Houston's probably a Los bigger Angeles. center. I mean, Houston and Chicago go back and forth now uh, as the third most populous city in the country. So, mm-hmm. I think Houston probably, from a numbers perspective, probably has more. I think the Dodgers got a lot too, a lot of Hispanic fans. And Whitey Herzog calls this the best dome for baseball. Royal Stadium with a roof. Which is just wrong. Uh (laughs) It's blasphemous. Like, they, they, they claim they built this for baseball specifically. And they're they're touting the dimensions of it with uh, Mr. Pat Summerall here giving the pitch, um, but my God, yeah, well, you can't even sell that made a playoff game now. <laughs> what year did uh, Tampa Bay come in? Nine ninety eight. Uh, yeah, it was ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. And now DC. Mm-hmm. It would go on to be the uh, thieves of the Montreal Expos. Moment of silence. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you know they did. They did once have a team, I suppose. So you know that's where the uh, Rangers originally came from, Washington, uh, and also the uh, the Twins. So you had teams leave twice. Going with the man on the street way of doing things here. Just talking to randoms about how they uh, need a baseball team. And that last DC. gentleman appeared to be a date rapist. Correct. Yeah. Uh, he and uh, Rick Russell. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Gabe. Rick, go home. We have Frank Howard's name up in the uh, RFK Stadium, I believe. And a home of really the, uh, then sad Redskins. song. Yeah, this is concerning. Like, this is a bad video. I I think that was a bad choice. It might have cost I wish them. Montreal's team ended up in Orlando now. See, and they already had the name picked. So June twelfth, nineteen ninety one, is when the two two choices were made. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to me they uh, they present uh, not as Miami but as South Florida. Yeah, because I mean originally they are the uh, Florida Marlins, and yeah, they don't. True. Be- I don't know when the fuck they become Miami because it doesn't matter anymore. But somewhere recently, in- I think. Yeah. yeah, you know, like fucking 10, 15 years ago, some bullshit like that. But whenever, yeah, maybe not even that long, maybe 10. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah, at least they didn't they, they didn't go with the South Florida Marlins, I suppose. So that's uh better. But yeah, it's a lousy logo. The S is made out of the stitching from the baseball, and the F mm-hmm. is just a fucking F. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of it pissed me off to look at it. Really, I didn't. I I didn't get good feelings from it. Um, it made me wonder what was going on and what was <laughs> about to go on. <laughs> so. Speaking of what was going on and what was about to go on, though, let's find out. Um, I guess let's find out who got the expansion teams now that we've met all the contenders, right? That's correct. So, I think, um, you know, first we'll, we'll start off with um, our first our first winner, the, the city of Denver, specifically the state of Colorado, um, and... We're going to take a look, a little brief look here, kind of it, because um, there's a bit more of a baseball history in Colorado than than in Florida, um, or particularly the South Florida area. But um, don't want to spend a ton of time on that because it's not, you know, specific so much to the Rockies, but it does sort of lay the the foundation for how we eventually get there. Um, again, the the fine people at the uh, the saber site coming in uh strong mm-hmm. and long on this one like the hose uh we take a look um back the year was 1959 a very important year for baseball in colorado it was the first time a formidable well-assembled plan was presented for bringing a major league baseball team to denver so the late 50s saw the denver bears being the triple a farm team of the new york yankees um we had such luminaries as Bobby Richardson, Tony Kubek, Ryan Duran, Mark Freeman, Mav Thornberry, and Ralph Happ was the manager. And um, they had really great attendance. They supported the team, had record attendance among minor league cities uh, there in Denver. And also becoming a, uh, you know, kind of a large uh, transportation hub. And and, and as well as a... Uh, uh, the Broncos began playing in uh, 1960 there in the AFL. So things are picking up in the Denver area. Um, the uh, the president of Rocky Mountain Sports was a man by the name of Bob Halsam and U.S. Senator Edwin Big Ed Johnson. Do you know anything about Big Ed, Gabe? I got to tell you, I'm drawing a blank on this one. I don't know anything on him. I was just asking. No. No, okay. Big Ed Johnson. Well, we got enough without Big Ed, so he can just be off on the sideline. Um, so Bob Halsam, uh, Big Ed Johnson uh, is Bob's father-in-law, and they create a plan to bring uh, Major League Baseball to Colorado. Um, and they meet with uh, Branch Rickey, who is the, uh, I guess, I don't know what you would – He's, he's Mr. Dodger, kind of. He brings famously uh, most noted for bringing Jackie Robinson to Major League Baseball, uh, played by Han Solo in the movie um, 42 with uh, the Black Panther playing hmm. Jackie Robinson, I believe. So have you seen that movie, Gabe? Uh, I saw about a half an hour of it. Are you familiar with Jackie Robinson? Uh, I heard he was popular at one point. Mm-hmm. I'm not fully familiar familiar with his uh record or anything like that he uh he played uh played baseball in montreal for a while did he uh-huh uh-huh what uh-huh. a guy yep we'll get to jackie one day I'm sure. <laughs> a 
kind of probably had something important to do. Um, so they meet with Branch, and Branch is like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know, we need baseball more throughout the country. Um, as we talked about earlier, you know, around that time, the, the Cardinals are um, as, as far west as, as the shit's going. So um, they see the need, and, you know, that long green and the coffers is out there to be to be had, quite frankly. That's what the driving force is. And look, we're going to talk about the the draft itself, mm-hmm. and it the the question that keeps coming up for me as I go through it, the results from the thing, and and who was picked and who wasn't, and all that, and who was available to be picked, it just smacks you in the face the kind of short sightedness, mm-hmm. um, and yes, it's all about winning. It's also about getting butts and seats, right? Especially mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. And there are players that are left on the table here because of high salaries or advanced age, that sort of thing, yeah. that were total fuck-ups. Like, <laughs> they should have brought these guys in to get people into the ballparks. Now, Colorado didn't have that problem, but I, <laughs> the Marlins still have it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what uh, you know? They did. They did pretty. They drew over. I think it was over three million their first year, so they did really well did. there. But yeah, it it gets pretty abysmal quick. And they, I mean, we'll get to it. But they do so much damage to their fan base when they destroy the team in '97, and Wayne burns the fucker down on the way out. But um, yeah, there's. There's kind of, a, you know, I'd say the Rockies because there's even more after the draft. You'll see it. But, yeah, there's there's a little bit of a differing uh, philosophy, I guess you could say, and then the two drafts. So but we'll get there. Um, so Branch Rickey, you know, they're all in agreement. So let's get this shit moving and, and expand out west. Um, so. Uh, Senator Johnson meets with colleagues and friends in Congress, and we uh, we have some friendships paved the way to establish some future alliances. And then fast forward, and we have the uh, the city of New York losing the Dodgers and the Giants in 1958 when they move out to California. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, the mayor of New York, Robert Wagner, and Bill Shea, who I would go out on a limb and say has something to do with Shea stadium. Probably um, just Perhaps. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they form a committee to get a team back in New York. Um, and they're unable to get an existing team to move back to New York. So they say, well, fuck it. I guess we'll do this expansion bullshit. And they join up with Howsam and the uh, potential candidates from there are seven other cities trying to get major league status, become part of major league baseball. Um, they have an extensive study, and the basically the major league teams tell them to piss off. They don't want to have anything to do with them. So these eight cities create their own league, known as the Continental League, formed on July 27th, 1959. And these are teams of Denver, Houston, New York, Buffalo, Dallas-Fort Worth, Toronto, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and Atlanta, Georgia. And in case you're you're not following here, 
uh, it, it's a continental league because it's on a continent. I, I they did not specify, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. I think mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. Uh, a strong possibility. So you know, basically, this league goes nowhere. Baseball kind of shuts it down, and it it gets squashed. And we don't see a whole lot more in Denver for, you know, probably at least over a decade or so. But what happens, so in the early uh, 1970s, there's a formal bid made to hold the Winter Olympics in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And so the IOC approves the bid and the Winter Olympics are scheduled to be held in Colorado in 1976. Um, But there is some opposition to the plan. And the voters end up rejecting the plan and the Olympics in Colorado are canceled and instead are held in Innsbruck, Austria. Can you imagine today like this happening in the United States in any municipality? If if the Olympic Committee said, OK, it's down to five different cities mm-hmm. and, and you have the chance to to vie for for the, the winter or the summer games, doesn't matter which, who, who the fuck cares? And the the residents of the city decide to vote against having the Olympics. Um, I remember in 2000, gosh, I guess it was 2008. Yeah, it was 2008. I was living in Chicago on the South side. And uh, at the time, Chicago was one of the finalists to hold the 2016 summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. And it like, it seemed like it was going to happen. And the plan was really good. Uh, in terms of where they were going to have it and what they were going to build out and the kind of uh, just cool renovations and, and shit that was going to happen uh, on the south side of Chicago, pretty close to where I was living at the time, by the way. And I was very excited about the the prospect of this because ultimately, like, you think about the economic impact to the area. If you own or you rent in the area and you have the ability to fuck off for two weeks and rent your shit for some giant amount of money to somebody coming in who needs some something close and, and there's not enough hotels to hold the people and there weren't. Um, it was, it seemed like it was a very feasible thing to, to happen. And as a matter of fact, a lot of real estate was sold on the South side of Chicago at, on the opposite the off chance that Chicago would win. Jesus Christ. Um, and then they give mayor Daly the ability to stand up there and flush the entire fucking thing down the toilet. Because the minute the man opens his mouth, he sounds like a, a, a fucking dipshit from Chicago. And he, they were the first of the finalists eliminated and the city wept. But my point is like, it's a really interesting time, obviously in America in 1976 that the citizens of Denver were like, you know what? Yeah. Olympics now fuck off. I appreciate your support, Gabe. (laughs) Thanks for your vote, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, they, their loss, I guess was Innsbruck, Austria's gain. I I suppose. Um, Speaking of Austria, don't we, we have a, a listener in Austria, don't we, Gabe? Wasn't that part of the big data? We we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah we got people in fucking pull, Austria, motherfuckers. Pull that all right. Shit up real quick. Um, almost positive. We're uh, fucking practically in in seven different continents now. We are. Uh, practically. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. By location. Essentially. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, Ireland, Germany, Austria. Look at that. Uh, and Bosnia and Herzegovina. Both. Anybody? Both of them. That's mm-hmm. correct. India. Our, our pals in India getting a kick. Our cricket fans in India getting Fuck a yeah. kick out of this shit. They're getting spicy. Uh-huh. And in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18, 22 states. So hey. chew on mm-hmm. those nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's... But yes, Austria among them. Among them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Austria today and in 1976. Um, I believe Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> also from Austria, right? Governor. I'm a cop, you idiot. Oh, this is not a tumor. I'm Detective John Kimball. And with that, we lost our listener in Austria. That's the end of that. So, thank you. It was a good run. Thank you, pal. Hey, how's your territory doing, pal? So, uh, the Colorado sports scene is shaken for several years. Um, Some people called it a black eye for the state. Promoters were hesitant to submit bids to attract other sporting events. Um, some said tourism suffered with Denver becoming known as an airport city on the way to the mountains. In time, the city re- rebounded and its desire to attract major sporting events was renewed. The Denver Convention and Visitors Bureau president, Roger Smith, <laughs> not to be confused with the, the Roger Smith from American Dad, um, <laughs> the uh, alien mm-hmm. and, and many other monikers. My uh, one of my favorite being Krispy Kreme McDonald's. Um, <laughs> let's see. Roger Smith vowed to attract major events, including national conventions and sporting events. This eventually led to a successful vote uh, to finance a new Denver Convention Center. Presidents Rex Jennings and Shelby Harper of the Denver Chamber of Commerce created the Denver Metro Sports Committee. This eventually led to support for the Denver Nuggets of the NBA and for the NBA All-Star Game, which was held in Denver in 1984. This, in turn, led to the NCAA Final Four basketball tournament held in Denver in 1990. With these successes in the improving economy, sports fans again set their sights on a Major League Baseball franchise. So, things are bouncing back. You know, the, the fucking Final Four was there, so that's kind of a big deal. Um, not not quite to the uh, level it would get, but I believe that was the, I think Duke beat Kansas that year. If I, it was supposed to be the year, the, uh, I think, no, I don't know, UNLV maybe. Eh, it didn't fucking matter. So well, it's it a, got, a baseball podcast yeah, and a basketball it. podcast, so fuck it's, it. I, I know yeah. that, that, that um, Christian Leitner was there and he fucking sucks. <laughs> so, um, Marvin Davis is a, is a wealthy oil investor and he's wanting to own a big league ball club and bring it to Denver. Oh, well, hello. I'm a Marvin Davis. I love baseball. I love money. I love oil. Come to Denver. Let's play some baseball and dig for some oil. Yes, that, that Marvin Davis. Exactly. Thank you. Um, there was reports that Marvin tried to purchase the White Sox in 1976. I love the White Sox. I hate Jerry Reinsdorf. I love oil and the White Sox. 
and then the Baltimore Orioles in 1977. Dance, you fucking monkey. But I'm not opposed to birds either. <laughs> I love oil and birds and baseball. Let's let's play some baseball in Baltimore. Well, now, Marvin, you say something interesting, and I have to ask you about it, if you don't mind. Oh, you okay? Ask away, Breaker. Yeah, so you love oil and birds. Now, do you ever find these two loves ever ever conflict? Like when when your oil gets on the birds and kills well, have them? you have you never deep fried a turkey? <laughs> I have not actually. No, no. You dip a turkey in oil, it becomes something better than itself. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yes, it does. <laughs> do you not like fried chicken? I do. Yeah, I do like. Fried so chicken. do I. Well, fried Oriole is only a close second. You didn't mention that earlier when you were naming all the other shit you like, you know, so I wasn't sure. Oil and chicken. I didn't say what kind of oil I liked. It's true. Thank you for keeping Canola. Me. Uh-huh. That is... <laughs> is that an Oriole? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, what an unexpected treat. I didn't know Marvin was going to stop by. But thank you. Um, So, obviously, as we see, um, Marvin has a need uh, for a public spokesman. um, And that man would be Larry Varnell, the uh, past president of the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. Um, He needs to uh, help Marvin as he tries to get a team. And... He, he mentions, he says, Marvin, Marvin told him this. <laughs> Perhaps you could say this. I'll, I'll say it. And, 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 and you put it into Marvin's words. You find the team. I'll write the check. Well, I'll tell you, I'll take any team there is to take. I love oil. I love baseball. Find me a team by God. <laughs> exactly. So in 1985, there are reports that the San Francisco Giants might make a temporary move to Denver. Um, to facilitate the construction of a new stadium in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> we know they eventually get that stadium, but it's not till I think, 99, I believe. Um, other rumors involve the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cleveland Indians, and the Minnesota Twins as well. So we know none of those things happen, but um, the closest possibility appears to have come in uh, – which will come to no surprise as we have learned that Marvin is a wheeler and a dealer. Um, he was negotiating with one Mr. Charlie Finley of the Oakland A's. Um, also, I believe, former owner of the White Sox, wasn't he, Gabe? He was. You know, Charlie. Sorry, Mr. Davis. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come out and see you at your house in LaPorte, Indiana. We're going we're gonna to sit down uh, behind your rolling green hills and your, your white picket fence, and we're going to talk about this, uh, uh, this Oakland Athletics ball club uh, that you currently own. What I'd hate to see happen is for it to fall into uh, uh, hands of others who might take the ball club to some, some terrible city in the desert in the future. It would be a terrible, <laughs> what, terrible thing to happen. And so I want to take care of your Oakland Athletics uh, the way they need to be taken care of, you understand. Uh, I also like elephants. And that is how that happened. Now, really, though, uh, uh, Charlie O'Finley had a, um, 
I think it's his main house in Laporte, Indiana, about uh, ten miles from where I grew up. We would pass it regularly on the way to the 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 next town over. I was I w- thank you because I I was going to ask and then I got mesmerized and I forgot I was <laughs> going to ask what quadrant of Indiana was Laporte in? A northwest. Thank you, thank you. So um, Barnell reports that the American League owners are agreeable to to sell to have the A's sold to Davis if a settlement can be made with the Oakland Coliseum Authority. So as we see back here in 1977, that goddamn stadium causing problems all the way back then and today, still the same fucking stadium, which has led to essentially the death of the Oakland Athletics and. Well, now you get the Las Vegas Athletics. So, look, I, I, you know, uh, the baseball purist in me goes, uh, it kind of sucks and it's going to be weird and awkward. But the, uh, the baseball fan in me goes, and the Vegas fan in me, I guess, more importantly, goes, be kind of cool to watch a baseball game on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, sounds kind of like sucking the devil's dick to me. It's a fun story to tell somebody, but in, in, practice it's probably not that great i don't know i've i envision you sitting there and the chair in front of you has a fucking slot machine on it that you can play or or make touch screen bets over is this batter gonna swing and miss or or fucking hit the ball and they'll eventually put those up on the scoreboard so the players can see them and and really crank up the fucking screws on those guys well it's interesting right because like uh, i mean allegiance and T-Mobile, uh, where the the Golden Knights play at T-Mobile and, and the Raiders play it at Allegiant, they both have walk-up betting windows at the the arena, which is really wild to think about if you, you know, think about it with, you know, a 1977 cap on, even a 1993 cap on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, <clears throat> this, this isn't something that happens. Like, it, it's not even talked about. That the that people gamble on sports in Las Vegas only, right? Like it's just it's so taboo, and now, like all of the major sports leagues have embraced it so fully because they understand the money that's involved. I mean, what the fuck is Pete Rose got to be thinking? Oh, I know, and and that you know we'll get to that thesis at some point, right? Of course we will. Mm. Um, I mean. Look, if if anybody hasn't noticed, he's our fucking logo. That's um, Charlie Hustle. So, you know, th- there's <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. It's probably for another show. Yeah, yeah, now we got enough here. That's Charlie Hustle with the Shawn Michaels Survivor Series 02 haircut. That's correct, Dutch boy. But yeah, it's uh, I I look, I don't I I have no uh I like to gamble and and all that, and I have no moral objection. And I say do whatever the fuck you want. But I, when you start mixing other things into other things, then they stop becoming what they are and become something else. And you can't mix this shit into baseball or any other professional, any sport really, and not completely fucking pervert it and destroy it eventually. Like, this it's already happened and happening to where like it's just a progression of of like eventually you're just not going to care to fucking watch it anymore because it's not what you started watching in the first place 
Like well, it's look, I I envy you because you know we've texted back and forth a lot this week when you've been watching the ALCS and the NLCS, and I cannot bring myself, even though I've got Max and I can watch any of these Phillies Diamondbacks games um, without an issue. Like I just got to click a button. I can't bring myself to do it. Everything's so goddamn busy, and it's just like I don't care about either of these teams in any real way. I don't know. It's uh, I I envy that you can you seem to still be able to hold on to it. Look, both of these these series should be on primetime on fucking CBS or NBC or ABC, and and this is something I will talk about a lot because I'll beat this fucking drum to death. I think the the Fox picking up fucking the the presentation on on Fox just. It just didn't click like all the other networks seem to be able to make it fucking work. Like once it goes to Fox, it just it didn't fucking look right. And and NB like and it didn't matter if it's NBC, ABC or CBS, like they all had a different look, but it was all fucking great. And then it gets, you know, it's post nineteen ninety four. You know, Fox gets the fucking contract, I think, in ninety five or ninety six. Mm-hmm. Um I believe the ninety is it the 90, I think the 96 series is the uh, first one on Fox. It's 96 or 98, one of those two. I know 97 ends up being back on NBC, but it's been on fucking, there's a lifetime of baseball fans. If you are probably, you know, if you're in your 20s, you have never seen a goddamn postseason baseball game on anything other than Fox or fucking TBS. Like that doesn't count. Uh, TBS is for the Braves, by the way but it's the Braves station. It's the Superstation. TBS, the Correct. Braves station. It's fucking in the name. Anyway, um, where were we? So, we're going to sell the A's. Um, parties cannot reach their settlement. The sale gets canceled. And then we get a second proposal, 1979-1980, um, Um, when a, quote, official of the Oakland Coliseum made a public disclosure that the Oakland Coliseum would consider a cash offer to allow Finley to break his lease and sell the team to Davis. Rumors circulated that a deal was close to completion, but Marvin Davis denied the rumors and the sale was never completed. So Marvin denied those rumors. Wow. Um. Marvin eventually um, loses interest in bringing a team to Denver. If you I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I've lost interest in this nonsense. I'm going to find me a basketball team. And that ends up being the, uh, the genesis of uh, Space Jam. And Marvin Davis <laughs> begins an alien <laughs> basketball team. Correct. Marvin the Martian, right? Mm-hmm. It's not bad. That just came to me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so the Denver Baseball Commission shifts their support to John Decal and his yeah Decal and his family. Decal has had purchased the Denver Bears from Gerald and Allen Phipps in 1984 and renamed the team the Zephyrs. 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 That's right. Yeah, Zephyrs. New Orleans Zephyrs. That's what they end up becoming anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, the Zephyrs are, are a uh, 
or prosperous team. They, they do well there. And, um, it's assumed that Dick Al, I guess I'm just going to go Dick Al is the <laughs> likely and assumed new owner of the expansion team. And then we get to the point where shit starts getting real and happening. And that's when we're going to get the Congress folks involved in, and the government and, now, now we're gaining some steam and picking up some momentum on this thing. Mm-hmm. You doing all right there? You're lagging on me a second. Sorry about that. No, I uh, uh, I got a, a text message from my wife. I just wanted to make sure everything. Was no, okay. you're good. I mean, your your uh, your screen here. You hearing me? Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, you sound all right. Okay. It's just a, the video. Yeah, the video is kind of lagging behind. All right. I'm gonna turn. I it didn't off know if it was. There we go. We'll just let the uh, the buffering catch up, and then I'll turn it back on. Okay. Sorry. It's all your fault. Yeah, I know. Well, you sound kind of distorted now. Really? Yeah. Well, that's no good. Is that better? No, no. You're looking like I'm watching Pam and Tommy fuck on a real player. Hopefully that joke makes it entertaining enough to leave this bullshit in here. <laughs> it does. I think it does. It absolutely does. Well, um, I don't see any issues on my end, so let's just keep going and, and hope for the best. All right. Well, all right. I marked, I marked down the timer on this, and uh, I'll go back to it and check it in case uh, there's some distortion on the final cut. Sounds good. So um, in 1985, uh, Peter Uberoth becomes the commissioner of baseball. Yes, he does. Drug-free in 1985. Blakers. That's correct. Yes, he did join us uh, on opening day to to tell us that we wouldn't have no more drugs in baseball. No more drugs. Um, Drug free, 1985, Major League Baseball. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Uberoth and uh, Tim Worth of uh, Colorado, who was elected to the U.S. Senate, um, get together, and uh, he suggests to the commissioner that Major League Baseball and the Senate could talk to each other about expansion. Uh, well, it's just weird to me that the Senate's got to be involved. Like, what, 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 what does the government need to to be involved in baseball for? Like, I sound like a mm-hmm. an asshole Republican, but really, like, what's yeah, the, I think it's about the, being able to to make sure everything gets taken care of and all the all the right people are in the right places and, and that the, mm. the right, uh, the right pockets are lined with the, the right material. So got it. Cause they will go on in right. November to form the Senate task force on the expansion of major league baseball. Um, that task force I'm sure was well-funded. Um, I'm sure Mr. Worth and his constituents mm-hmm. were, uh, very well compensated. And really, that's yeah, what matters. Yeah, you know, it's this. about the, you know, what's what's the economic impact of the ballpark going to be on the community? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. It's like bringing the Olympics to, mm-hmm. to the south side of Chicago. I appreciate your support, Gabe. Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Mayor Daly. And there is, is it the, is it the critic or no? That's, that's at whatever fucking Coke or co- whatever out in New York. I was trying to think that's, a, there was a marriage. Yeah. Ed Koch. Yeah. The, he, he hosted, a um, no shit. The people's court for a while. The judge Wapner one. Yeah, he did. 
Yep, he's a, an actual judge. Yeah, the, after Wapner, uh, it was Judge Ed Koch for How a about while. That? Um, How about it? So, um, Mr. Uh, Uberoth decides he's not long for the commissionership, and and he's going to head out in 1988. Um, but he, he does indicate that expansion is coming in the not-too-distant future, and that is where his uh, successor, Mr. A. Bartlett Giamatti, will um, take stage. You will possibly remember him from the 1990 Donruss collection. There's a beautiful shot of him sitting um, very regally at his desk, if uh, if you're familiar with that, Gabe. Mm-hmm. Yep, the uh, the, the very short-armed uh, Not too short to toss Pete Rose Correct. out of fucking baseball, apparently. <laughs> Piece of shit. No. And Fuck on that you, note, um, he dies of a heart attack on September 1st, 19... 19- 1989, Good. just five months after becoming the commissioner. Could you imagine what kind of banner day that was in the Rose household? The day that Jamati just keeled yeah, over. Yeah, he fucking probably had attack. to be pretty happy about it. I bet. I bet. I bet. Pete. I would I, imagine he's still. I wouldn't happy be surprised about it. if in the Rose household you didn't hear a fucker got what he deserved. This is. Gone too, gone too soon. Yeah, to yeah. Not me. according to Pete. He was here too fucking long. Fuck him. Should have died a year ago before he kicked me out of baseball. So, um, uh, Faye Vincent takes over uh, the commissionership and um, kind of gives a perspective timeline on uh, how the expansion process would work and. The, uh, the expansion committee gets their presentations in, um, and then the finalists are announced by the end of the year, which we, we saw those the presentations are what we saw earlier, some better than others. Um, Certainly Buffalo I, not winning. I would this. have to say, going off of all those presentations, that Buffalo would be the last place I would give anything to based off of that video. Well, look, I don't know. A couple years ago when they couldn't play in Toronto um, and they played mm-hmm. some games in Buffalo for the Blue Jays, is is it still that same field that they showed in the video or did they build something no, new there? No, I'm they pretty play sure the it's that stadium. stadium. That's the, I think that's the Bison Stadium. Holy like, I think they're still in that because it's got like, yeah. uh, it's really just, I don't even know if it's two levels even. Like they kind of maybe have like one kind of, upper level but it's really just like a a tall fucking mountain row of seats pretty much I th- you know it was like nine, ten thousand people I feel like in that fucker sure, sure yeah I mean, so, I mean it's a minor that would probably stadium. be a good uh, indicator of why Buffalo didn't get a team I mean they would have had to play at the fucking football stadium for a while I, I don't know I guess you could go there until they I don't know they probably would have told them that they were going to build one, but you got the Rockies willing to do it right off the bat. So that kind of trumps that. And the rest of their videos suck dick. So there's that to be said. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got Larry King and Warren Spahn and, uh, like the median age, age of the people in the video was like 90. So I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think that the right two teams, 
the right two like cities how, were in the disco round. Especially anyway. at this time. Do you not have like fucking Jim Kelly or Bruce Smith or Thurman Thomas on that video? Right. Jim Ke- yeah. I mean, it's Jim Kelly like, and Thurman Thomas. That's the answer. Of course it is. Big time players in, in a big time sports I city. digress. Of course. So um, it soon becomes apparent that the application has four major requirements. Um, first, the owners of a new franchise, preferably local folk, in parentheses, parenthetically, um, must be acceptable to the current owners. So you got that? They got to mm-hmm. like you yep. enough to let you into their club. Otherwise, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, and this might be the earliest that I recall that being a thing, right? Like in my brain, I feel like the, it was around this time period when, you know, if you're watching ESPN, if you're watching any sports news at all, and you have, you know, you have enough of a developed brain to hear what's going on. I think this is the first time I ever heard of that being the thing, right? Like that the, 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 the owners were really this kind of boys club group of people who, might or might not let you in regardless of how much money you have because they yeah, have to like it's, you. Uh, you know, like yeah. I, I'm pretty sure if you had a, a hot mic around old Jerry Reinsdorf, it would sound a little something like we've got to make sure to vet this motherfucker out. We can't have him coming in here and fucking this shit up for us. You know, that's the idea really, right? Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> you know, Rich people have their tribe, and and they yeah yeah they you can't close. What's it? I almost started singing. Don't go sitting under the apple tree with anyone else but me. But I was looking for <laughs> you don't turn over the apple card, I believe. But as my brain mm-hmm. ages and becomes more diseased, I don't fucking know anymore. So shut up. So Stop um, so we need local folk, okay. and they got to be uh, acceptable to the current owners. Um, and this is the fundamental thing to remember in expansion. Cities are never awarded franchises. Owners are rewarded franchises. You got that? Mm. Yeah. Yep. It, it's it's not about your money. It's about us gifting to you the Look, opportunity. You can come and enjoy this, but don't forget, I fucking own this. And if I want to take it and leave... I can do that, and you can suck my fucking balls. Mm-hmm. And get fucked. That's right. Second, there must be a new baseball only stadium that is first class in all respects. So that's kind of where uh, I think Buffalo failed. Um, Washington. <laughs> well, no, because remember, remember Tampa was a oh the one the Royal built. Stadium yeah, yeah, with a roof. Dome. Yep, they were baseball only, buddy. Uh, let's see. Third, yes, we must have sufficient support from fans and the general public, and that means at least twenty thousand season ticket holders. Which we saw that um, in Miami, I think twenty three, and the Rockies also eclipsed that, I believe. And mm-hmm. fourth, you got to get that entry fee of ninety five million dollars. So we can split that up amongst us. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take our players in any number, we need to need due compensation for that. Because look, there's only uh, what was there? Twenty eight. 
Yeah, so now we got to share all this yep. fucking money 30 ways. That comes at a cost to us. What about us and our future compensations? Fucking like, that's, that's the whole man. thing. Like, you know, well, that's fine, but look at all these years down the road. Now we're splitting that money. I'm so glad I didn't oh. get into this baseball hullabaloo. Marvin Davis oh, is back. Oh, my God. He heard us talking cash. Base, base, baseball's for the birds. And not the Orioles. Don't make that mistake. Have you ever had a, uh, like an exotic bird omelet, Mr. Davis? I, define exotic. I suppose that would be for you to find exotic, wouldn't it? What do you consider an exotic bird? Have you had one? Well, for 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 a good six years, I lived on the 14th floor of the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. And while I was living there as a uh, an old timey gold prospector, I uh, I did I did imbibe in the 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 bird of the house, if you will, on many occasion when I had gambled too much that evening and couldn't afford nothing. So I went out back and I picked a fine flamingo. And I plucked it, and I put it on a spit, and I roasted that bastard bird and soaked it in vinegar and olive oil. It yeah, was a delight. That's interesting because I would have imagined that a, that a flamingo would cost you quite a bit of money, but apparently it was the the opposite. It, it's it's what you go to when you have no money. Oh, they roam <laughs> free on the grounds at the flamingo. So there was also a uh, a bit of a retrieval operation at, at foot. <laughs> Look, no one really knows what happens after dark at the Flamingo. I, uh, I'll prance around and I'll grab me a Flamingo and take it in the elevator. No one really pays much attention to me at the, the, the okay, casinos yeah, in Las no, Vegas. That, I, that makes sense to me. Um, so mm-hmm. what we what we now have here, um, the, uh, the, the terms have been set and now it's time to uh, figure out how to get the uh, the ball club to Colorado. Um, we're going to pa- pass House Bill 1351. Um, again, the mm-hmm. fine folks in the state legislature are coming to our rescue. And uh, this bill um, creates the Colorado Baseball Stadium Authority. Uh, it has a seven-member board responsible for site selection, financial planning, construction, and the ongoing operation of the ballpark. So we... Mm-hmm. Again, I'm so confused as to why this is federal and not Colorado State. It's just so strange to me. Well, I mean, it's the Colorado House bill, so I think it's all the the uh, the Colorado like state... Yeah, it's like the oh, st- it is the state of Colorado. Okay, all right. No, I thought it's I thought Colorado it was House Bill. Okay. So basically, they're they're just putting together their fucking uh, whatever you want to call it board task force. They're they're trying to just make sure they check all the boxes to make sure everybody gets what they want at, want out of this thing. Um, the bill also creates an 18 member Colorado Baseball Commission tasked to conduct the election campaign and any activities necessary to support the prospective owners and meet the requirements set by the Major League Baseball Expansion Committee. So this commission would go out of existence once the mission is completed. Working to put themselves out of a job like, uh, you know, fucking, 
I don't know. I guess social workers or something. Um, <laughs> so the bills passed and now it's time to go out and, um, they, they find a site to build the stadium on and, um, they've got to kind of sell the public on it in the, in the voting district and they give them a presentation and, and the vote's going to come up in August of 90. Um, the, the, uh, the, the, Oh, the expansion committee, um, comes out to visit. Um, they come out to visit Denver and to see, you know, what they think is going on out there and, and how, how the, they like the cut of their jib out in Denver. And, and if they think they would make a fine addition to the mm-hmm. major league baseball franchise, uh, major league baseball, uh, association, whatever major league baseball, I guess it's just major association. Like it's a fucking, uh, wrestling federation or something. Um, so the, the, uh, vote comes up on August 14th, 1990. And the campaign theme is simple. The cost of the ballpark would be a penny on a purchase of $10. So that's all it's going to cost you, Gabe. Every $10 you spend, only one penny out of your pocket. The. I know. That's a bargain at twice. And on Sunday, twice. So. Mm -hmm. um, Twice. The uh, voting results come in, and with the votes in favor of about a rate of 54% to the opposing 46%, the the vote does pass. So now it's time to solidify the ownership, and this is where uh, Mr. Dickow has withdrawn his ownership interest, and now they have to find a new owner. So there's a bit of a problem there. Um, a local, a Denver lawyer and sports enthusiast, um, Paul Jacobs becomes the, uh, driving force to assemble a new ownership group. And as, uh, Jacob works on this, he, uh, gains, uh, momentum when Mr. Peter Coors representing the Coors Brewery makes a commitment of $25 million dollars part of which is allocated to the naming rights of the new stadium. So Pete Coors, mm-hmm. the Coors Brewing family, they won in the ball game. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, you know, you end fits, up fucking Coors Phil, right? Beer and baseball. Yeah, you know, I, you know, the only better you know, fit would have been Marlboro. A, a friend of mine is a dad. You know, he'd always talk about if uh, the, the there were all of a sudden just no more women walking the face of the earth. They would be nothing but blowjobs and ball games. So always <laughs> keep that in the back of my mind. And now, thanks to yeah, you, blowjobs and ball games. Well. Thanks, Randy. Um, so the expansion committee comes mm-hmm. in on March 26, 1991, billed as the biggest day in Denver's baseball history. Um, we've touched on a lot of that. Well, so sure. Hard to argue that it is not. Um, the president of the National League, Bill White, comes to Denver on July 5th, 1991. 
and speaks directly to the crowd at the Denver Hyatt. Uh, no, no news if the Nate was there having a sea breeze at the bar with Jim Dillon. Yeah, I got. Oh no, he was at the Marriott. He was at the Marriott. Dillon, he knew he was having a drink at the Marriott. Um, Bill. It's right across the street, though, so it's totally fine. I'll, I'll yeah, pop over and say hello to Jim. Shit. I am here to tell you <laughs> that at 10.40 a.m., you officially become a member, became a member of the National League. So, celebration has erupted. We we have now got baseball in Denver. Um, the... the um, Let's see what do we have here. No one touch on here. Basically, the 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 front office, the ownership, they they assemble the front office, and not a lot of really interesting things here. A bunch of names that are just I don't know, nothing too important. Um, so they 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 assemble the the front office, and that takes us basically to the. Uh, October 27th date where um, Don Baylor is named the first manager of the Colorado Rockies. We, we saw Mr. Baylor last week. Didn't we Gabe on the ball game? We, we sure did. He looking, looking beefy. That's why they called him beefy Baylor. Um, There you go. So that takes us pretty much to the, uh, the expansion draft. And, you know, don't want to um, get too much into that until we touch on the other uh, location that that we're going to get to. So that is kind of the the background, the story of what um, ends up happening and in, in the lead up to bringing baseball to Colorado and what becomes known as the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, I mean, we talked about uh, uh, the the because of the giant crowds in Arlington, we talked about um, opening day in 93 and we'll get there. We'll talk about it down the road, but opening day in Colorado is massive. Still the, the largest uh, attending baseball game of all time. 297, right? Hanging from the rafters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dante shit picked up that big nasty giant right up over uh, his head. Slammed Andres Galarraga, the big cat. That is correct. That is the, the Andre Scalarado. So big nasty we kind of know, you know, obviously is, is we have lived this uh, some years better than others, but um, we, we've, we've lived this time between uh, this expansion and, and present day. So we kind of, you know, we, we know what the Rockies have been. Um, we don't have to wonder what, what, what will happen. There's a, uh, an article Written by a gentleman named, I'll call him Grocky, I guess, Nick Nick Grokey from the Colorado Sun. And um, it's called, What's Wrong with the Rockies? Three decades on, winning baseball is still a struggle in Colorado. So depress me, Dad. Bob Gerhardt was weeks removed from winning the 1991 World Series with the Minnesota Twins when he found himself in a sparse office space in downtown Denver. 
He had accepted a job as the first general manager of the Colorado Rockies, an expansion team still more than a year from first pitch. He could already see ahead to the hurdles. Gebhardt held tight to a briefcase full of notes with names of players and coaches and candidates for manager, anybody who might help a burgeoning ball club off the ground. I looked down at my rental desk. <laughs> Jesus. And there were two paper clips. That's it. Gebhardt said earlier this summer. I said to myself, what in the hell have I done? I just left a well-oiled machine in World Champs and now I don't have anything. Gebhardt was the Rockies' third employee hired by men who would later go to jail for embezzlement or face bankruptcies or otherwise fade away. Their instructions to him were clear. Build a team with limited means that might soon overtake the Broncos for prominence in a football-mad city, convert Colorado sports fans into Rockies fans, and sell tickets without spending too much money. Doesn't sound like a problem, right, does it? I believe they call that a recipe for success. Uh, that first Rockies Bingo. team, Gebhard was told, should not exceed $8 million in player payroll, even as most other clubs cost near $55 million, even as the Florida Marlins, the Rockies' partner in Major League Baseball's 93 expansion, entered with a seemingly unlimited budget. This is a football town. We didn't know how well we draw, Gebhardt said. They made it very clear to me they want us to be as good as we could, and we needed to win. Now as the club celebrates its 30th anniversary this year, the Rockies remain a mixed bag of successes and failures. The team did draw fans, lots of them, and immediately, with 4.4 million tickets sold in their inaugural season. Jesus Christ. Crushing a league so many record tickets. It's that insane. still stands. So, still to this fucking day. Mm-hmm. They continue to sell tickets, lots of them, on pace to pass 2 million tickets sold again this year, something they've done every full season since 2006. But the Rockies have been far less successful on the field, the only team among the five major, major sports in Denver without a championship. In fact, the Rockies have been among the worst teams in the major leagues. Since the beginning of the expansion era in 1961, the Rockies have the third worst record in baseball and have never won their own division, let alone a World Series. The Marlins, with the worst oh. record in that span, nevertheless has won two World Series championships. The Arizona Diamondbacks, <laughs> who entered the league five years after the Rockies and operate with similar bid market constraints, won a World Series in their fourth season and have won their division five times. On a financial ledger, the Rockies are a success of runaway riches for the club's primary owners, brothers Dick and Charlie Monfort. The Rockies are now worth nearly $1.5 billion, according to an estimate by Forbes magazine. Since the Monforts pushed out original owner Jerry McMorris in a takeover bid in 2004, the value of the club spiked 426% from about $285 million far outpacing any traditional investment gains in the stock market. So if you just kind of look at this time frame, and I go off the top of my head here, they do get to a World Series in 07, but that that team's probably pretty much formed by, you know, 04, or at least the, the building blocks of it. And 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 the Marlins, or not the Marlins, the the Rockies have been awful from that fucking point forward. So I think it's safe to say that these these uh, current owners are a couple of ass wipes. 
just uh, five winning seasons between 2005 and 2023. Um, which is, I mean, a winning season do- isn't doesn't even make you good, right? Like it's baseball, so it's it's pathetic. The you know what Tell the Monforts me. were known for? Meat. Mm, I was gonna say having penises where their buttholes go and buttholes That's where what their penises go. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I understand being confused. Um, no, that's a another uh, okay. asshole that we've dealt with in the past. Um, uh, no, the Monfort brothers uh, owned uh, Monfort of Colorado, a meatpacking and distributing company that was acquired by oh. ConAgra in 1987. This is where all of their money meat. Meat. So you got beer and meat. That's that's what it comes down to. Fuck, uh, no wonder the out Colorado. there. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'll tell you what. I, I, I love oh, meat. God. I love birds. He just went. Why didn't anybody call me about this I, baseball team I think team it's clear to see, see that you could have got Mr. Marvin could have got some some business done with the, the Monfort brothers in the meat. Yuka, Yuka, where's that Belvedere? <laughs> Where's he at? He he could roast my chicken for me, can't he? Can't he roast my chicken for me? I Wesley, hear he's a do bring cook. me Mr. Davis's Oreo. That's that's a good Oreo. Thank you, thank you, Lynn. And yet, since Dick Montfort took over as managing owner and the club's primary control person in 2011, the Rockies have won just one playoff game, a wild card victory over the Chicago Cubs in 2018. Over the past 12 years under Montfort's lead, the Rockies reached the postseason just twice and have the second worst record in the majors, finishing with a winning record just twice, but finishing last in their division four times. They will soon finish last in their division again, and almost surely at the bottom of the National League, nearly 30 games behind the division-leading Los Angeles Dodgers, midway through August, and nowhere near a wildcard berth. The Rockies have never won more than 92 games in a season, but they are on pace to lose 100 games this year for the first time in 30 years. God damn it. I got dropped. Terrible. I can hear you now. No, I can you hear me? Okay. Maybe oh, okay. Then. We're good. So, um, never won more than 92 games in a season on pace to lose a hundred games for the first time in 30 years. 59 huh. and a hundred and three uh, this year. It's, you know, it, nothing if not consistent out there in the Rockies. Well, yeah. Dead last in the division mm-hmm. by 20 games, 41 games back I, of the LA God. Dodgers. 41. Yeah, no, think about this. And like, I'm looking at the standings now. How pathetic. Just disastrously bad. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, God, it just talks. To, th- th- this division is garbage outside of the Dodgers, frankly. Um, you know, the Diamondbacks yeah. are in the same division. Diamondbacks currently, currently, as we're recording, playing in game seven against the Phillies in Philadelphia to get to the world series. And, uh, thankfully, uh, Oh, not thankfully, unfortunately, uh, winning no, no. four to two in the middle of the seventh. Great. Uh, yeah, let's hope that, uh, 
Bryce Harper gets we, his shit together. And, we could and at least get an anatomically whatnot. correct uh, World um, Series with a American League team. and yeah, Right, yeah. Rangers, yeah. Yeah, Rangers it's, and Phillies, an American League team and a National League team. Um, go, you know, go figure. Uh, but the Diamondbacks were 84 and 78 this year, 16 games back of the LA Dodgers, 16 games back. And they made the playoffs and are about, unfortunately, to make it to the World Series. How does this track? How does this work? This is another conversation. We'll get back to this. It's, you know, as we continue down the line, but Colorado is bad, but the whole division sucks. Baseball playoffs are fucked up. Like it's, it's broken. It, what this is is not. It's I've I, I've seen what it was. I see what it is. I know which is better. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. I don't have the financial obligation or the uh, have to consider that. But I I also believe that if if you do things uh, you know correctly in the right way that you're your gains can be much larger than things you can see on a piece of fucking paper and, you know, like make the game be bigger than, than what it is. And I, you have to have a vision though. And I don't know if there's much of a vision left anymore. It's just fucking numbers on a piece of paper. Yep. The vision is, uh, AI ads and pitch clocks and uh monetizing every aspect yeah that sounds great man i can't i can't wait to be like on my deathbed and have my my fucking uh face screen shield lowering in front of me and and playing me advertisements and i can like you know fucking pay him money to not do it maybe but i'm probably gonna have to watch some of them anyway and then I'll just fucking die there. Like it's like it's like fucking Michael J. Fox and Back to the Baseball. Future when he's the screen in his house and it's uh needles. Yes, yes. Yep. Uh put on put on channels 17, 24, 36, 48, the weather channel. You know, watch five five things at once, put down the, the little visor to see who's calling. Mm-hmm. And and needles is there to offer you some kind of fucking uh-huh. uh, embezzlement deal. Hey, honey, and, who's calling? Uh, oh, it's just Flea. Flea's calling to call you a fucking bitch, Marty. <laughs> like, uh, who? You could you work for a man that looks like Douglas J. Needles? McFly. Uh, so um, I'm not sure where we were after that, but the Rockies have been sucking, and um, it says a reckoning yes. may be coming. The Rockies, are you skeptical? <laughs> well, look, 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 but we talked about this last week. Bud Black is the longest tenured manager in Major League Baseball, um, which is wild to think about, Man, right? He um, must- so what's actually going on in Colorado? If he's losing that many games, like what he's got, what what's going he's got on? There? Five why, freezers why is full of case? Monfort meat in his fucking basements. What he's got? He's he's <laughs> buying he's buying fucking stock in the company by buying stock in the beef. And look, like the interesting thing is the roster 
the the Rockies roster this year is, is not that bad. It's not it's not setting the world on fire. Certainly, their pitching could use a lot of help. But the, I mean, you know, you've got nah, you've got they, Chris Bryant. That was you've a got, bad deal. Uh, I think. I don't. I don't know that he was the the guy for them. I mean, they made the worst fucking trade I've ever seen in my baseball life when they traded Arenado to the Cardinals for basically nothing and and gave them part of the fucking money to pay his salary too. Like that was the amazing thing to me. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean they, they did this they did basically the same thing yeah. with uh, Trevor Story. You know, so like, yeah, it's 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 not a good situation, but they're not they're not the worst talent. They're not the team. Well, yeah, with the you know, they've always baseball. got a decent offense because of the 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 conditions there. They've always got tough, shitty pitching because of the conditions yep. there. But I I don't know. They've just you, you had the same people running the fucking place forever. Like it's not you just not like one day all of a sudden you just get the right players. Like if, if you have that much consistent shittiness, then it's from the top down probably. But, um, before opening day in 93, the Rockies said they had already sold uh, 28,250 season tickets. That excitement for tickets continued as Coors Field was being built. So much so that the Rockies altered the park's plans to increase the number of seats by 7,000 to 50,000 in total with the addition of a third deck in the outfield. Over the years, those seats saw fewer and fewer fans and eventually became dead weight. In 2014, the club converted seats to a rooftop party deck. Good thing I didn't say a rooftop party deck. Or I could have said a poop deck too, I guess, Mm -hmm. if we wanted to get blue with it. Eyebrows up now. Mm. Um... Season tickets appear less attractive than the team's early years. The Rockies don't release season ticket sales numbers, but lower bowl seats behind home plate and the dugouts are often readily available on game days. I'd imagine that's probably pretty much in a lot of baseball places because you know why? You've let the fucking game go, you stupid fucks. That's it. I mean, we talked about it a million times, and we'll talk about it a million more times every time we watch one of these games from the mid, anywhere from the mid '80s up until 1994. You've got 35, 40, 45, 50,000 people in the stands in the middle of the season when there's plenty more cool shit to do in the middle of the summer anywhere in the country. You've got that many people in a baseball stadium, and today you do not. Even though, even though there's more to do at a baseball game now than there's ever been in the history of the sport. Oh fuck! Have you? I mean, you you go to you go to you go to uh, fucking what? Yeah, uh, yeah. Kansas Kansas City games? Stadium. They got a yeah. It's it's about everything. Right. But watching the fucking game, you got to like they got a goddamn little little fucking baseball field for kids to play on and shit and. Uh, Yep. So so does so does a guaranteed oh, rate stadium. Yeah. I heard they had to think about the arrow pointing when some controversy there. <laughs> Straight down, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know they lost 101 games this year, so it's a perfectly appropriate. Um, uh, 
and they, I think they have the same thing at uh, City Field as well, which is, uh, you know, when I lived in the tri-state mm-hmm. area up in the Northeast, you know, game Mets games are fun to go to, but mostly because you can buy tickets, you know, 10 minutes before the game yeah. starts for seven fucking yeah, dollars. Yeah, you know, that's, I mean, that was part of the appeal of baseball always. Like, you know, even back when you could get, 60,000 fucking people into one of those stadiums and you know you could go buy a cheap ass seat whenever but I, I just they they I think they they kind of knew where things were headed because you start look at the scale of the stadiums and how they're built and I I at least I guess think they have some foresight there but like you look at the 93 so the 93 world series had a the average was a 24.7 million uh viewers so they're 24 not the average the average was fucking 17 something but so about 25 million people watched the world series in 93 these the 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 playoff games and shit this year like (laughs) three million people are watching them something like that and I mean, and that's think not about all think about fucking that. that's... streaming and all that kind of shit. You know, you can take that argument and and sure, there's some of that. But look, you 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 can look at fucking playoff games and they got open seats in the stands. Yeah, swaths of open seats. So you tell me. It used to be better, or, or is it is it better now? Is this the is this the peak we're living in? Yeah, is it is it just nostalgia? Is that why people want to talk about baseball from nineteen ninety three or nineteen eighty six and don't give a fuck about it today? Is it just because of nostalgia, or or were things really? I, I think it's just nostalgia better? for things being good. <laughs> so it's both it's like the little girl in the taco commercial commercial i don't why know that both? commercial but um my only reference for why not both is when uh the doctor and family guy asks peter if or peter asks him if he's uh flirting with them or <laughs> whatever and he says why can't it be both it's a prostate exam joke mm-hmm. i believe but so um Back to the uh, the tickets. Uh, you can get the tickets. New generation of fans who have only known the Rockies as perennial cellar dwellers appear less eager to sink money into season tickets. Well, would you imagine that? Imagine that, Gabe. The fucking generation of people that have watched this team suck dick their entire lives is less less likely to spend money years. on tickets. I don't know. It, it seems. It sounds like some of Mr. I don't think Davis's it's uh, shenanigans are afoot out in Colorado still, all these years later. Well, I'll tell you the day that they turned me down in 77, I made it my life's mission then that we were going to make sure this was a losing team forever. So far, it's been 30 years, and I took care of it so far. I uh, I'm not even sure if I'm alive or dead, frankly. But I will. I guarantee you, they'll never win. They'll never have a winning season as long as I've got something to say about it, and I'll have something to say about it for a long, long time. Why is that? Do you know why? 
<laughs> Flamingos. I got to tell you, Mr. Davis, I hope you're alive. Because if you're dead, I got a real fucking problem. Because I'm hearing you. You know, like the kid from uh, the movie with Bruce Willis. Well, I hate to break this to you there, Blakers, but uh, I oh, died oh, okay. in Well, that's fine. Uh, I guess we'll just put you up there with uh, Billy. You and Billy Martin, the two two voices from the dead that have come to me. Billy Martin and Marvin Davis, folks, on the whole fucking ball game. Um, the Rockies, with their uh, league worst record, have seen attendance dip this season. I'm, hang on, I just popped up. Any mention of uh, do, you, do you happen to know how you passed away, Mister Davis? Well, it's it's a long story, but they all uh, are. Uh, uh, as a as a <laughs> as a as a tall man, I I uh, my, my entire life uh, six yes. foot four. You understand, uh, and and well over three hundred bills. Uh, I uh, I experienced a series of ailments, including you know oh, diabetes and, and heart disease. I had a spinal tumor at one point, uh, oh, pneumonia, fuck. sepsis. Uh, uh, I I I lived a good long life. I lived to seventy nine years old. But really, what did me in at the end of the day? Would, would you like to know? know? <laughs> you got me, flamingos. Son of a bitch. Uh, I'll tell you though. Ask me what the highlight of my career was. What What's the one thing that I owned that I'm most I'm most excited about in my 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 series of uh, of 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 gallivanting uh, throughout the the years? Is it flamingos? Oh, god damn it! It's not. I always fuck that up. Uh, what is it? For a time, I was the proud owner of the Beverly oh, Hills Hotel. Wow, that's something. Yes, I was about Are to you ask. Have you ever Heenan? seen Bobby the Brain Heenan out there? He's very notable, uh, very famous man in Beverly. Bobby, Bobby had Bobby had residency the entire ah, time. Yes. I Did owned he have any the of hotel. his baloney blowouts there with Gino Monsoon. Oh. Only three. Uh-huh. I was there for the first. I brought. I brought the flamingos. Uh, it was. It was a delightful affair. I've got to tell you. Uh, mustard on flamingo. You wouldn't think that mustard and flamingo <laughs> with white bread is a delicious sandwich, but it is. I'll tell you right now. Fries up nice. Wow. Yeah. Really no. That, does. that does sound pretty. Good. A little butter. Maybe toast it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, we toasted up real good. Uh, it, it, actually, it's it's really this is this guy's really interesting. Um, the uh, uh, oh, he was good friends cool. with Aaron Spelling. Uh, uh, he loosely based the Carrington family on the TV series Dynasty on the Davises. They even filmed at uh, at uh, holy shit at Marvin's crazy. Colorado home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Interesting, interesting life, uh, this Marvin Davis. Thank you, Mr. Davis, for, for, uh, uh, letting yeah, us we, be a small uh, part of it. you know, don't really know what you're going to get when you're expanding. And, and we got Mr. Davis and, and fucking made my pants expand. Hey, what's this? Orioles, Orioles and flamingos. 
big fan of the exotic birds. I, you know, that gaminess just uh, sets me off right. Good exotic bird sandwich. Did, um, There's nothing like it. Did any of the uh, the proprietors of the Terry Garvin School Self Defense happen to come by to those blowouts? Well, I've got to tell you, look, uh, you know, as a three hundred pound man, uh, one that uh, did appreciate uh, <laughs> a blowout of any sort, bologna, salami, uh, masticcioli on occasion, uh, I, uh, I I didn't pay much attention to the others in the room. Gino was a good man. Gino uh, gave me a run for my money in terms of big man, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, 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 Bobby and Gino were were good friends. And uh, uh, this, I, I'm completely unfamiliar oh, with whoever okay. this Terry Goff character. Gino spoke of him sometimes in a, in a kind of a bit of a keep your eyes out on this character. And we we lost Gino and Bobby both too soon. Though that's safe to say. I would say we lost me too had soon. You around my for God. a few more years and been good with it, Marvin. I I think that's that's agreeable. Um, moving back to the Rockies, so they, they've had their league worst record, have seen attendance dip, pushing them out of their regular perch among the top 10 biggest draws in baseball. And yet the Rockies continue to play, the Rockies continue playing to big crowds, however casual those fans may be. Coors Field has averaged more than 32,000 tickets sold per game this season with crowds to match ranking 13th in the majors, better than several playoff-bound teams, including the San Francisco Giants and Texas Rangers. The Rockies aren't very good, one regular fan said last season, but but they're the best <laughs> baseball within at least 600 miles, so Just if you want to see baseball played at a fairly high level, you can at least come to watch the other team. Yeah, um, well, there you go. Well, hey, you know what, though? At least that's relatable as a baseball fan of any team, right? Like, we all go through our ebbs and flows. That's probably the most relatable thing we've talked about on the podcast today. Like, just, like, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just go to the ballpark to see another team because your team sucks. Yeah, you know, there's definitely... I I remember back when I was, uh, you know, I guess this would have been 2000, I don't know, whatever, mid between 2005, 2010, when the Royals were not very good at all. And, I mean, they had some teams where they just, like, went out and, I mean, they had, like, Reggie Sanders and Jose Lima and Mark Grezelanik and, like, all these guys that were, like, good role players, but they were, like, fucking four or five years past their prime. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that was always like a consideration. You wanted to go when I remember going to see him when they played Boston. Cause I wanted to see Manny Ramirez and Ortiz. Uh, I think I saw a shilling pitch one time, even before, you know, we knew he was such a sack of dipshits. Yeah. You went, I'm sure you went and saw Jeremy no, and I never, and Paul I, 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 I didn't, and Jim I didn't go till. Uh, oh, fuck you. I didn't go to a Royals game, I think, until like <laughs> 05 or something like that. So, Well, yeah, that's the that would be yeah. the year to go see the White Sox. I was Sox pretty game. disappointed when the White Sox made the World Series, if I'm being all, uh, honest with you here. But, but I, I will I say understand. this, a lot I mean, of that, 
a lot had to do um, with the fact that the the Cardinals lost to the Astros that year in a very uh, heartbreaking fashion. That was the year uh, Pujols hit the homer off Lidge in Game Six, and oh my God, yep, I, I remember that now. I was Holy walking shit. around telling yeah, anybody wow. that would listen that that was destiny and fate, and then they fucking lost Game Seven. So you know that's baseball, but um, I I didn't have a lot of lust to watch that World Series. It 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 could it could have been a very different World Series. Frankly, like the matchups between Houston and, and Chicago were just, I mean, they they got dwarfed. I mean, obviously they got swept, right? But like um, St. Louis and Chicago would have been a lot more interesting and probably would have gotten a lot higher Oh, yeah, ratings. yeah. I, I think that's definitely uh, safe to say. So, um, you know, you kind of look at that with the Rockies and, and really um, they get into a little bit, which I don't know that we need to so much get into the, the fucking specifics of their television deals and, and things of that nature and compare that to some other teams. And the, the basic, uh, you know, consensus here is that uh, the, the Montfort brothers, uh, suck ass and they are the reason for this um we'll <laughs> jump down to a little blurb the section here on them uh, by the standards of baseball's league office the rockies are an ideal team they draw big crowds they play in a beautiful ballpark that is built to last they spend money on free agents they are financially solvent and never in debt their ownership structure avoids any drama or trouble this is why Montfort was appointed by Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, as chairman mm-hmm. of MLB's Labor Policy Committee during the league's lockout of players last year. So, sounds like a real cool guy, you know? If you're going to be in charge of a fucking labor policy committee, you got to be pretty kick-ass. Hung yeah, like a great fucking dude. donkey, too. And fun to be around. Yeah. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know. Oh I had, God, I had Davis donkey once. I didn't even. I, I thought we would be safe since it wasn't a bird. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of any kind of exotic meats. I prefer the birds because they're faster. And when I say the word <laughs> bird, I think of a woman, and there's well, nothing tastier than a woman. Yes, that's true. It's better than a bird, I suppose. Um, I, I do, I do wonder though, if you did, you know, not expire, um, what kind of just amazing, uh, mashups you would be experimenting with today with our cloning technology and whatnot. And you could, you could clone Like you, you could make like a half donkey, half bird animal. You ever think of that? Do we not, do we not have a half donkey, uh, half bird animal already? Oh, oh, you son yeah, of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, I got you. Again. Marvin fucking Davis. My God, I did it. Oh, <laughs> that's tremendous. So, uh, we, we've... Uh, Montfort occupies the middle ground among baseball owners, able to bridge a gap between the major 
market big spenders, your Yankees and Dodgers, and your smaller market penny pinchers, the Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays. Orioles. Penny pinchers. Mm. I thought it said penny packer for a minute. Advantage Vonson. In their early years, though, the Rockies were in trouble. Then Colorado Governor Ray Romer and Denver attorney named Paul Jacobs found two Ohio business partners, Mickey Monis and John Antonette. What did you send me? What is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just finished eating an Oriole. And I thought I would let you know what I, what he, I felt about it. He looks like the... Um, <laughs> You know the the man that shows up at the end of Poltergeist? Um, he looks yeah. like that guy yes. if that guy oh, lived perfect. for another 20 years after that. <laughs> well, you understand, I had a spot. I did, tumor. yeah. That was quite the list of afflictions you had. And I'm going to go out on a limb here, Marvin, and say maybe all those fucking weird animals you were eating could have had something to do with that. Oh, I assume that's part of it, but I also assume that it's uh, all the exposure to oil. Yeah, the oil. I've forgotten all about the oil. They say it's a carcinogen, you know. That's what they say. Uh, That didn't last long. Monis was eventually convicted of embezzling $10 million from a pharmaceutical company, and he and Antonucci were replaced by a trio who included... Trucking magnate Jerry McMorris, uranium trader Oren Benton, and meat packing scion Charlie Monfort. Wow. All right. Uh, you know, petroleum is another carcinogen, I believe. Uh, not petroleum. Uh, 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 the other thing you say, uranium. New, 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 neuronium. Well, can't just get uranium at any corner drugstore, Marty. I mean, not in 1985. No, not 1968. You can't. I don't know what it's like in 1985, but you can't just no, get it at any corner not. drugstore. No. 1960, whatever it was. Fuck it. McMorris, the primary mm-hmm. owner, mm-hmm. owner, was pushed 55. out in the early 2000s after his trucking company went bankrupt in 1999. Charlie Monford then persuaded his brother Dick to join the ownership group. Mm. Dick, mm-hmm. never a diehard baseball investor, slowly compiled more shares and power, pushing out McMorris as the club's point person then overtaking Charlie as the club's biggest investor. Over time, Dick Monfort bought out shares of McMorris, Fox Sports, and KOA. That's what I was going to say. Like The, the campground? Camping place? Let's see. There's a chart here. Be, right? uh, well, this is a current owner, so... Fuck, that's weird. Um... Charlie was trying to come up with some sort of like Korean wrestling federation or something, but I couldn't get anything. Charlie Monfort, <laughs> by reputation, a smart baseball mind, was pushed into the background around 2013 after a second arrest for driving under the influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meat yeah, and beer. Right. I wonder if he was drinking Coors. 
Oh, come on. If if he wasn't drinking Coors, like, and they caught him with a like a Miller Light, can you imagine? Or not? A, I guess that's a bad example. With a Budweiser or a Bud Light or something like that, can you imagine the ribbing he got when he got home? <laughs> what was that? Jesus. What was that bullshit you were talking about on what, that Southern drink? Basil Hayden. That's it. <laughs> Basil Hayden's. Uh, I gotta tell you, that's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> washes down and nice. I was gonna say, I bet Mister Davis had a little Basil Hayden's, hadn't he? Mm, Basil Hayden's with a just a a spoonful of honey. It uh, it'll it'll relax you enough to fall asleep and it'll soothe your soul. Well, and you didn't have the tumor there; it was on your back. So I guess you know what you're talking about. That's correct. I mean, look, look. I uh, if I could inject the Basil Hayden's into my spine directly, <laughs> I, I would have done it. Oh, the doctors well, yeah. discouraged yeah. me from doing so. My my lovely wife did did ask about it, but uh, they told her not not <laughs> no, a good no, idea. That's why they paid the big bucks. I suppose not as big as you, though, right? <laughs> hey, nobody is as big as me. I'll tell you that right now. Six foot four, oh, three hundred yeah, pounds. Until Thank the, you very much. The tumor got a hold of you. Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to take a drink because uh, uh the basil <laughs> hayden is running low, you know. <laughs> oh dear. Mm-hmm. You see how I'm sticking my tongue out in that picture? It's just a it's a dry sort it of. It looked very dry. You look like you had a dry tongue. Oh, that's disgusting sounding. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh excuse me. I'm oh, sorry. Good. The tumor's pressing on my anus. Where is your anus, by the way? Uh, just past next. Is it, it's not where your... Is your penis where your penis belongs? <laughs> uh, don't pull that Tim McCarver bullshit on me, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so the Monforts own, uh, more than 75% of the Rockies with Dick controlling a larger share. <laughs> My Dick controls every uh, share. Estimated based on publicly available records, statements, and histories. The rest of the pie is split among a limited liability company of people that don't matter. Uh, the Denver Post and its head fund owner, some... Linda Alvarado owns construction company and part of the Rockies and a bunch of other people. So um, they say a takeover bid appears highly unlikely. And after former Broncos owner Pat Bolin died in 2019, are you familiar with this story, Gabe? I don't know where you're going. No, I know who Pat Bolin is though. Um, So Pat wanted to pass his team to his children but his uh, daughters um, kind of have a rivalry and um, end up basically taking this fucking shit to court and running it through lawsuits and the, uh, the lawyers and all and eventually break down uh, Bolin's trust. And <laughs> they just they sell the team to uh, Rob Walton, uh, heir of the Walmart family. So that's what they got oh, for shit. fucking fighting. Um, 
They talk about Dick uh, positioning the Rockies in a way to avoid any family fallout in the future. And he's installed his two sons in high-ranking jobs within the club. Because as we know, as long as, as, long as you have your family and your children in, in your enterprise, you're fucking safe and sound and everything is good to go. Right, Gabe? Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with the television program Succession? Yes, yep. Uh, a perfect example of how this is ne- uh, n- never a failure. Like this is always the best bet. Yes, yes. I, I was also thinking of the television show Monday Night Raw from um, nineteen ninety-eight to uh, I don't know, probably like two thousand and ten or something. Mm-hmm. They like run every corner. With that should have been Triple H and The Rock, mm-hmm. by the way, in two thousand one on one. You know, it's funny. Um, I I have really vivid memories of the run up to that WrestleMania because I was I was a oh sophomore or junior in high school. I don't remember which. Um, sophomore, I think. And I was dating a girl from the next town over mm-hmm. who is a year older than me. And uh, uh, as as you do, you share your. Your, the things that you like with other people, mm-hmm. whatever shame that brings upon you. And so she, that that whole um, winter and early spring, um, when I was over at her house on a Monday, and that was pretty regularly, I would I would want to watch Raw, and, and she would watch with me. And actually, in retrospect, obviously pretended to be very interested in the you McMahon storyline. Um, and... Uh, now I can't imagine it being the case that she was actually interested and that she was just, just I very, very kind. She wasn't completely me. fucking captivated by, uh, by it around this era, but we'll agree to disagree. Go on. Oh yeah. No, that's kind of it. Oh, uh, it's well, the first time I touched a titty. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I couldn't close the deal, but it was the first time Did I touched you say a titty. Thanks for so the tiz. Cool. Uh, no, you know what? I was so it was. I remember it, it, this. This <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of stories like this um, of of men of our age uh, at this time of our lives. But um, <laughs> it's burned into my brain, and I'll never forget it. But um, we were in her room, which mm-hmm. was in the basement of the house, and we were making out, and. I would initiate the the making out aspect of things so well, yeah. that I could cop a feel, right? Because like I felt awkward just copping a feel because kind of got to be in the decent thing right? to like, do. The, she said she, at some point she said out loud to me, "You know, we don't oh, have to be kissing okay. if you want to touch me." And I, I, I remember being mortified, like incredibly yeah. embarrassed. Um, and uh, uh, she, she joined the Coast Guard and uh, started dating some other guy that we all knew. And I was very sad. <sighs> um, wrestling, you know, I, I, I understand. I think I could, uh, I could understand how. Hearing that could, um, 
could throw up some questions, you know. I would be I just sort of like yeah, well, just sort of off, like I'm going to ask my yeah, she yeah, knows like, she knows better well, than you me. Know, you know, like she's she's experienced is what she's trying to tell you. You, you know, if you get this yeah, thing hard, bingo, you can put see? it here. You can put it in three different places, actually. <laughs> and for one of them, it doesn't even have to be hard. You can do whatever you want because I've got a vagina where my butthole is and a butthole where my vagina is. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I'm I'm really glad that that goes. Hey, if we're we're about nothing if not equality here at the whole ball game. Um, that's right. We so digress. wrapping this up here on the Rockies. Um, while the Rockies have been in total a losing team over the first three decades, Coors Field is a runaway success. Three decades ago, the stadium helped revive a forgotten part of downtown Denver. The ballpark, now the third oldest in the National League. Meanwhile, the club's owners continue to squeeze what they can out of the city. In 2017, Dick Monfort balked at signing a new lease at Coors Field and pushed the stadium board to the 11th hour before a deadline for renewal. The unspoken threat wielded by owners across all sports is they can simply move the team to a more generous city. The Oakland A's, for example, appear to be following through on a threat to move to Las Vegas, as uh, that that did happen. So, um, some nice uh, foreshadowing by the author here. The uh, <clears throat> the stadium board relented, and in 2017, Montfort renewed the Rockies' lease at Coors Field for 30 more years. In return, the stadium district leased him valuable a valuable parcel of land across the street from the park. He used that space to build McGregor Square. So basically, um, <coughs> excuse me, they uh, they profit from two prime pieces of land in the middle of Denver with the only contractual promise of caring for Coors Field with annual upgrades. The idea of sports teams existing in the public trust is a hazy notion. The Rockies are a private enterprise whose primary purpose is to make money, not win games. Unlike, say, a library or a fire department, the Rockies do not provide Colorado any direct public good. But the Rockies also would not exist if not for the people who lived in Colorado. Baseball fans, those rabid seamheads who first gobbled up millions of tickets when the team was still nothing but a name, are as responsible for the birth of the Rockies as any investor. In return, those fans can claim a gem of a home ballpark, picturesque course field, with unrivaled sight lines to watch a losing team. And that is how baseball in Colorado has went over the last 30 years. I've been to Denver a few times and uh, past the field. Uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful to look at, you know, as you drive by it. Um, it's in really great position. Like it's really right, literally right off the highway. I mean, you get off the highway and it's, it's right there. Um, it's a shame that, uh, that the ownership hasn't supported it the way that it, that they should. Yeah. They, you got, I mean, fuck man. It's too bad that, you know, you don't have a, uh, a decent owner like, cause you have everything you need to be successful if you just had, 
somebody to, uh, you know, kind of give it a halfway uh, old college try effort or whatever you want to call it. Like just I these these business like I get it, you know, all owners are all businessmen and things like that. But it, it just at a point like there were baseball men involved in this kind of stuff. And then now it's just it's everything so far down the road that. I mean, these are just, they could give a fuck less if it's a baseball team or if it was a football team or a basketball team or or a goddamn, you know, like a restaurant or fucking chain of hotels or whatever. Like, it's just a means to make money and you've never seen a fucking franchise lose money. So if you have the money to buy one, you're pretty much guaranteed that you're going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah, I wonder if uh, you know the way that that weed is going, and and the fact that you know Colorado was the first and kind of the home base of a lot of these larger larger conglomerates. If if once we see federal legalization and a little bit more of a sort of uh, push to get it uh, more into the mainstream uh, uh, piece, uh, then then it uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, one of those those companies take over to just throw just a bucket of money at it and and have something, but but it might not even happen just because, uh, like we talked about, it's an old boys club, right? Well, you know, Gabe, we can't have people be coming in and fucking our shit up. It's just really, quite frankly, that simple. It's it's about you know, I'm I've been here in Chicago for a long fucking time and I've got some roots and you know, I'm, I'm not interested at this point in my life of just, just saying fuck it. And let's just let the, the, whatever the fuck come in here. And, and all of a sudden there's a, there's less funds in old JR's pocketbook. And when I say JR, I'll mean fucking Jim Ross. I mean, Jerry fucking Reinstorf, you bitch. That's right. Don't fuck with my money. That's what it comes down to. Look, uh, we've we've covered and covered uh, expansion into Colorado, and if you think that uh, our old pal Marvin Davis is a character, uh, I've got news for you. Uh, next week on the whole ball game, we we deep dive into baseball expansion into South Florida and the yellowed teeth and yellowed soul of Wayne fucking Heisinga. The whole ball game.